the Sports Career Podcast, episode 260, How to Start a Career in Sports Business After University. Hello Sports Achiever and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's an expert in a particular sector in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing and starting a career in sports business after university. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your sports career development, interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's episode, this week's special guest is Joe Condon. Joe is the commercial and marketing lead for iSport Learn and iSport Connect, where he specializes in the commercial and marketing across a number of different verticals within the organization. For that reason, it's such a pleasure to have Joe as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Joe will share his sports career journey and explain to you how you can start a career in sports business after university. Joe, it's great to have you on the podcast show. Please share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Ed. Yeah, so I suppose my my journey, I'll kind of take it back to when I was 16, I suppose, and had no real clue um, of where I wanted to be as much as I suppose a lot of listeners are, I suppose. Um, and I didn't really know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, um, but I knew I kind of wanted to go to university. So I was going around a few uh, kind of open days um, and kind of fell into um, sports business management, I just went to one of the talks really loved it didn't really have a clue um, that that was even an option before going to the open day um, and I thought you know what? that actually sounds quite good um, so I went to that decided that I wanted to go to, to Leeds Becker to do sports business management which I suppose is kind of your traditional route um, for a lot of people trying to get into a sports business um, so I was there for three years. In between times, I was doing uh, summer internships with a lot of different places. So in my first year at university, I kind of fell on my feet as well with that one too, um, where I was just thinking, what should I do over, <laughs> over summertime? Um, and actually went to um, a company called Premier League Basketball, was uh, building out a professional league in the UK. Uh, over the summertime so that was kind of my first one and that really introduced me to sports business so then in that summertime really got introduced to kind of the marketing the sponsorship the broadcast the media um, and that really opened my eyes to what the real sports business looked like um, so that was really fantastic then went back in second year with kind of my head screwed on a bit more perhaps um, and then throughout second year we did a placement um, so I was at a company called Run For All um, which look after a number of um, kind of 10Ks and half marathons across the Midlands and the north of England. Um, so they did, did a number of charity events and it was really good from that side to look at the mass participation side of sports too. So I'd gone from kind of the commercial side to then looking at the mass participation events side. I graduated in, I don't even know how many years ago, I think it's two years ago now. And then in between kind of finishing uni and graduation, I decided that I'd do another 
placement as well. So I went to a place called uh, Major Events International, um, which is effectively uh, kind of a community for suppliers into sports business. So I worked there for three months, helped them kind of with their consultancy and stuff like that. Um, and that kind of opened my eyes to the major events side of, of sports as well. So I can't really say I've had a linear approach to, oh, I wanted to go and do sponsorship, or I wanted to go and do media. I've kind of had my eyes open to a lot of it and it's been kind of furthered um, from when I then left major events and started my first role with Vice Sport Connect, um, effectively starting as a, a sales and marketing exec. Um, and now I'm head of commercial and marketing there. Um, and it's really good from you know a junior perspective to work at iSport Connect because it's so kind of, you know, there's so many different things that we do. Um, essentially, it's a, a community for sports business executives. So we've got kind of 24,000 members globally. Um, and we kind of have a number of different consultancy partners that work across kind of broadcast, major events, run a number of um, events. Um, we have our digital platforms as well. Um, so it really gave me good insight across you know, all the different sectors of sports. And that's kind of where I've been for the last two years now. So hopefully that's a good overview anyway. Joe, it's more than a good overview. It's a great overview. Look, I've just got to go back in time because some of these questions are going to maybe obvious to you, but maybe for the listener, it can emphasize the importance aspect. So you said um, in year one, you got some work experience from, from the get go. Looking back now, how important were those experiences? I know it said it opened your eyes, but looking back for like looking at the industry of what's out there, particularly in sports business, I've learned from my experience, it's good to explore the different departments or areas looking back now how was that supportive to the current work you're doing now yeah I think it's it's always great to have kind of a bird's eye view of what the sports industry looks like and I think especially when you're just starting out if you can have that understanding of all the different sectors of sports and then you can understand listen I might love what working in marketing or sponsorship or whatever it is um, and then you can kind of specialize down that route but I think having that, sorry, um, that general overview of what's happening is really beneficial and it really does um, kind of help with your growth as a person and really your, your career growth as well, um, because you can, you, know, you can really kind of translate a lot of the stuff that you learn to different industries and stuff like that too. So that's kind of where I see having that bird's eye view really, really helps when you're just getting started. And just to follow on, because a lot of people say, oh, get volunteering, get work experience. And that's stating the obvious. I want to go a bit more deeper than that. But with regards to your point, working in mass participation compared to your time in like working with the Premier League basketball, could you just share the differences, like all, all the similarities from both work experiences, which have supported you now from a skill set perspective working in this industry? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always very, they're very different, but then very similar in that sense. And I think uh, what you'll find working in sports is there's so, you know, there's so many skills that you can get in one place that then really help you somewhere else. From a Premier League basketball perspective, like I said, it was the first kind of uh, introduction to me of the real commercial side of sports. So looking at broadcast, media rights, sponsorship, venues, everything that kind of comes with launching a league, I suppose, which is, um, you know, really cutting your teeth from that side, especially when you're 19. Um, but then from a, um, a run for all perspective is looking more at the kind of organizational side um, and looking at really how the nuts and bolts of how do you actually set up an event? How do you do all the health and safety to all of that, um, which you, know, you can't <laughs> under um, kind of underpin. But 
to actually have that understanding of, you know, there's 10,000 people actually coming to your event and what do you need to put in place in terms of fan engagement, in terms of, you know, how are you making sure that sponsors have got good visibility and you're meeting, meeting all kind of your deliverables of partnerships um, and that kind of stuff. So um, there's a, a fair few kind of similarities and, and differences, I suppose. But I think, you know, that once you're working in a, in a team that's really delivering those big events, you start to get an understanding of, you know, just how much goes into these major events that we all just turn up to and enjoy on a kind of, you know, weekly basis. And out of interest, during those experiences, one thing I've learned when I did my summer internships, looking back, I sort of also discovered what I liked, but also what I didn't like. Did you have any of that sort of experiences from a like job perspective or role perspective? Because I think that's just as important. It, I know it's hard to figure out what we want to do, but also it's important to do things that we do or don't like to make those bigger choices from a career standpoint. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but if you don't mind, this is such an important topic that people underestimate that doing things you don't enjoy can benefit you in the long run in the actual roles you do want to do. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think it's, you know, you really do have to find what you don't like and what you do like. And I think it comes down to what kind of person you are as well. I think from from my side, I always liked going out and meeting people. So you probably fit quite nicely in a commercial uh, kind of standpoint. But if you know, if you enjoy being creative or you're working on kind of campaigns, then marketing is definitely for you. Um, I, I think it does help you to understand because if I'll kind of go back to that point again, as if you've got kind of a bird's eye view of what's happening, then you really can try to pick out, oh, you know, that really sounds good and fits what I'd really like to be doing over the next five, 10 years. So I think, it, like you say, it really does help if you try as much as you can uh, when you're getting started. And, you know, if you can kind of have that overview of what's happening too, um, then it really will help in your kind of decision making moving forwards. And just from a personal brand perspective, because there's probably a listener going, OK, he's got some cracking work experience. Would you mind sharing the how you got that first one just for students listening in if they've got to do a few things beforehand reaching out? Um, I hope you don't mind me asking this question because, you know, getting work experience is always challenging. But I think that the challenge is how we sell ourselves in person and online. I'd love to hear your point on that. But would you mind sharing how you got some of these roles so the listeners can take some tips which they can apply? Yeah, sure. Um, so for the Premier League basketball one, like I said, I kind of fell on my feet with it and the fact that I wasn't necessarily looking for anything over that summer. Um, and then my sister, of all people, was doing an internship a few years older than me. And I thought, oh, maybe I should be doing something like that. So then I started having a look, looking at sports business and then kind of fell on the, the job opportunity, um, applied for it, went in, went from the Midlands all the way down to London to do the interview and yeah, eventually, eventually got it. I can't say my personal branding before that point was very good. I didn't even have a LinkedIn account before I did that internship. Um, so I was very much ill-prepared <laughs> for actually, you know, getting involved in sports business um, and that kind of side. And I think that's one of the main things that I'd emphasize for anyone trying to get into sports now is that it's you know, it's a massive industry, but it's very small at the same time. So I'd, I'd utilize LinkedIn as much as possible. I'm, I, I love it. Um, and you can start to build out your network from a young age as well. And I mean, I guess we'll talk about it a bit later, but that's also how I kind of got my role at iSport Connect through LinkedIn and through kind of that, per, not personal branding, but talking about my experiences. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think when you're you know, younger, you feel like you have a lot of value to add. Um, and that might kind of stop you from putting content out or stuff like that. 
you'd be surprised how many people are looking and listening and seeing what you're doing as well. Um, and that's where I found the best opportunities come from. Um, you know, if you can keep sharing, keep engaged and start building out your network and then lean on it at a time when you, you know, want to move or want your first job or anything like that. And you'd be surprised how many people are willing to help you. Just to give one example. So when I kind of finished my time with major events, um, one of the guys there was, you know, helping me with my CV. How do I approach that? Then also helping me to kind of connect me with a number of people in the industry to actually talk about what my next step should be about those what sectors are available to me. And I think you'd be surprised how nice, or at least I found how nice people are within sports industry and how willing they are to kind of give you half an hour here or there in pre-COVID, go out for a tea or coffee um, and just kind of give you some advice on where you should be looking and how perhaps your skills skill set fits best within sports. Yeah, I think what you said is really important about LinkedIn and networking in general. Like, I know it's a word that people find scary, but actually it's crucial in this industry like even from my experience it's the conversations you create and just touching on networking would you mind sharing how you define it or how you approach it because so many people have their different opinions I'm trying to get rid of the myth that it isn't something you should be scared of it's something you should thrive on like really quickly that's how we got connected you saw a post of mine of one of my podcasts with Michael Jackson you sent me a LinkedIn request intrigued and curious what you do and now we're on the mic like it can be in a very short period of time and we had one zoom call beforehand just to hear each other out like of what we've done from our time at university into the industry so i'll put you on the spot again like how do you interpret networking and its importance yeah i i don't think it can be underestimated at all um i i think for for me the number one key thing is about relationship building um, because you never know when you're going to want someone's help or whether someone's going to move somewhere and you think, wow, you know, that's an opportunity that I'd like to be involved in. Um, and I'll kind of go back to that point again, the sports industry, although big, is very small as well. Um, so you never know where someone will go or what opportunities there will be. Um, and I always think it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's nothing to be scared about. Um, I think even just thinking back when I was at university and I'll go back to that point about adding value you feel like you don't have a lot to give before you've kind of been in industry five, 10 years or so. Um, but I think that's kind of, that's not right. Um, you know, you've, you've got experiences and you've got, everyone's got opinions. Um, and if you can kind of build content around those as well, then that's a really good starting point for you to start conversations with people. I think, like you said, it's just I, how we got connected was just about, you know, I saw what you guys were doing. We knew what we were doing. Um, it's just you can find points of interest and conversation points with pretty much anyone from building out that that network it starts small but you can you know you get connected to one person you connect you with another and connect you with another um, and you can never kind of under uh, undersell the the importance of a network um, and what you, how you can lean on it in the future again I don't just state the obvious I know the answer but just for listeners who who just don't understand the industry from a network perspective from you said it's a big industry, but it's very small. I assume you mean like when you're in it and you meet people in the esports world or people in football coaching, is that what you mean? It comes smaller with regards to you see the same people in the same groups. I just want to clarify if anybody's listening in, I think it's such an important point because you're spot on. I'm agreeing what you're saying. It's just for a learning perspective. I just want people to highlight that when you are in the game and you start connecting that's what you mean with that phrase, right? 
Yeah, hundred percent. So there's you know, there's so many different sectors out there within sports. You mentioned esports, there's broadcast, there's sponsorship, there's you know even uh, gaming and et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different opportunities out there. Um, but you'd be surprised how you know your Manchester United actually how small the team is that runs the whole <laughs> the whole back room um, in comparison to if you think about a big kind of FTSE 100 company and how many people they have working there. Um, it's a relatively um, slim team. Um, so you do, you know, once you're kind of operating at a senior level, perhaps, you'd be surprised how small um, the actual global sports industry is and how often people are moving from here to there to there, because there is a lack of skill set, I suppose, within sports at the moment, where, you know, there's very senior levels, there's not a great number of people that have the experience to actually lead those organizations. Um, so that's kind of how I mean that it's, you know, it's massive, um, but it's also very small in that perspective. And obviously from an iSport Connect side, we've, we've got that network, that global network as well. So, you know, on a day-to-day basis, we're communicating with these people across, across the globe and you'd be surprised how many people know each other, um, even though that you're, you're from the other side of the world. You just, I know you touched on iSport Connect at the beginning, but could just for people listening, could you just go in a bit more depth and also talk about um, iSport Learn as well and this new platform as, which you've just created with you and your team on that side of things as well? Yeah, sure. So I'll kind of give a flying overview of iSport Connect because then it helps with the iSport Learn side too. So iSport Connect, like I mentioned earlier, is pretty much a community for sports business executives. So um, we've got kind of three main pillars, if you will. So we've got our um, events, community and consultancy. Um, so our community, anyone that's within sports business can get access to our digital platforms. You do go through a, a kind of verification process. So we've done our due diligence on everyone. Um, we then get access to kind of insights and intelligence and um, news that's happening within sports, um, private events as well. Um, and then we do kind of international summits pre-COVID, um, where we, we worked with a number of different cities across the globe um, and essentially connect their local sports business or sports technology companies with the global ones. Um, we then um, have a number of uh, masterclasses as well, um, which kind of industry specific. So everything from esports to governance to leadership, um, we kind of work um, with, with our partners to build out those private events. Um, And then we have our consultancy. So we work with a number of different clients um, to help with their their sports business strategy. Um, So that's very much for a senior executive within sport. Um, And, you know, we were just talking about that, you know, it's very much, um, you know, the same kind of people that seem to be getting the same jobs at the senior level within sports. So we wanted to see what we could do in terms of helping to change that. Um, and that's kind of where the idea of iSport Learn came from. Um, so to kind of give a top line overview of what iSport Learn is, um, it's a practical learning platform for sports business. Um, so it's kind of off. We've got two main aims of it, essentially. Um, one is that we saw a big gap in knowledge, essentially, um, with a lot of people that are perhaps applying for roles with us or talking to other people in the industry. Um, for, you know, if people have gone to university and they haven't done you know, internships or apprenticeships or stuff like that, then their, their practical knowledge in, compar- in comparison to their academic knowledge is quite limited. Um, and we know that there's, you know, there are 
solutions out there where you can get that practical knowledge, but they were somewhat eye-watering. Um, and that kind of limited the talent pool of people that could actually get into sports business, um, which kind of leads me on to the second point, which is we really wanted to, you know, improve the diversity of the industry, which is a massive thing to say. Um, but we, we know that at a senior level is very difficult to make change. Um, but if we could bring people through our platform, educate them, you know, on the practical stuff, um, and then in five, 10 years time, they would have that knowledge and insight that they'd need to then be leading the industry. Um, then we see that as a real you know, benefit um, and something that our platform can do to help you know, influence change um, and make our, you know, the back room of the industry much you know, as diverse as it is on the, on the playing field. I think you've highlighted a really important point with the diversity and equality as well. Just on that note, I know you've literally just said that, but I assume one of the vision is that the learning you provide, that person could then put into action at any level, if it's like a volunteering role or an executive role, which is the creme de la creme of somebody to get their foot in the door. But I assume that learning can be applied because I always say volunteering is a great way, even like I did some volunteering gigs at university and at school, that learning can be still applicable in those arenas maybe not like the olympics but like a small running event which you related to your experience can i is that is that the goal long term wise from a learning into practice perspective yeah we 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 kind of want to we want to provide a pathway for people trying to get into sports as well so we we've got a foundation as well which is pretty much focused on how can we you know work with key stakeholders within sports to actually provide those pathways into you know, internships or whether realistically we want people to be getting entry-level roles um, within sports organisations. So, um, you know, the, the, the platform's kind of tailored or we, we've designed it hand-in-hand hand with the industry as well, um, if you kind of treat it as a pyramid, I suppose. So we've got, we launched an introduction to sport, which kind of introduces you to the main concepts or the main sectors within sports. And it's pretty much for someone that has little or no experience of sports at all. Um, so you could do that course, even if you were in your first year at university or you're 16, trying to understand what the hell is going on in sports and whether it's even right for me, um, all the way up to someone that's perhaps, you know, in the first couple of years of industry, perhaps they've moved across from a, you know, a different industry completely and don't understand how sports business works. Um, so that's pretty much what the introduction to sport is. Um, we then had level one courses, which kind of go into far more detail, um, looking pretty much at your kind of junior exec that's kind of naught to five years in industry um, and really kind of goes into the nuts and bolts um, of what, you know, all the key concepts of, of you know, each industry. So we've got esports or sponsorship or governance or broadcast and digital media um, and so on and so forth. Um, and yeah, 100%, I think, you know, what we're really trying to do is, you know, educate people enough from the practical side um, and then provide a pathway by working with the industry connections that we have to actually provide those, um, you know, those um, entry-level roles so that people can get their foot on the ladder. Because I think that's, you know, we all know that's the hardest part is actually getting that first role or that first interview. Um, so, you know, if we, if we can actually help that way and, you know, provide a pathway for people that have perhaps not had the opportunities before to get into the industry, Absolutely. and that's Couldn't really where more. we want to be. But you've got to do the hard hustle like you've experienced, my man. Like, I think we can't, get rid of that side of things internally and really quickly internally with regards to your motivation like how did you stay motivated with regards to your journey 
out of interest because I, I totally agree that it would be awesome to have more access to roles but at the same time there's some great feeling when you work for an opportunity as well I don't know your thoughts this is off the cuff now because you've really got me thinking of what you've just said because I totally agree but I've learned the best leaders I've been interviewed on my show have worked very hard like there's a few who both did six months at Octagon and now they're leading the way and being a top agent in their field but they those six months they keep sending me with the hardest six months experience so i just love your thoughts on that i i don't think you can replace hard work and perseverance um i mean if if you really want to get into sports you know it's it's a brilliant industry to work in but it's it's long hours and you know there's there's a lot to do but i think you know like you said you have the example of octagon I also think that, you know, there's there's no, I don't think there's like an ideal job that you should be going for when you're getting started. I kind of talk about that bird's eye view again. Any job to get your foot in the door within sports and then you can kind of, once you're in, you'll have a far greater understanding of actually what's, you know, what would fit for you and what wouldn't. Nothing replaces hard work, but I think, you know, if you can, you know, get in to a role and then see what works best, then you'll kind of have much more of an idea of where you could go next. Another one, we want to talk about skill sets really quickly because you're in the business world. How have your sales skill set skill sets developed over time? Because it's something I didn't get taught at university. And when I've learned about how to sell myself or how to promote something, that is still selling. It's just how we interpret it. Could I just, I'm just intrigued from your business sports career journey, how you've looked at sales as something to develop yourself that has helped you in the industry as, as well i'm just intrigued yeah so <laughs> i think my dad will take great pleasure in this one so i was working with him when i was 16 and he's kind of in sales as well um so i i kind of got thrown in at the deep end from that side and you you find it you, you you kind of pick your way through it and find out what works pretty quickly and what doesn't um i think everyone you know you're talking about personal branding and how to sell yourself as well i think it's you know, when, when you're working, whether it's in sponsorship or partnerships or even media rights or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, or B2B, um, you know, partnerships too, it's pretty much just about finding, uh, you know, what the needs are of the partner that you're talking to, finding kind of a medium that works for, for everyone. Kind of just goes back to that relationship building side as well that, you know, for, for me, how I approach anything is it's just a conversation. It's just another person. Um, and it's not really anything to get too worried about. And I think from that sales side, there's a lot out there that you can be going and doing. And there's a lot of opportunity too. Um, so although I said sports industry is small <laughs> earlier, it, it is actually, you know, there's a number of different opportunities out there from a commercial sense. Um, and I think that's where, you know, having that understanding of sports industry and all of those different elements as well helps you to identify all of those commercial opportunities out there too and so that's why I'm, I'm a really big advocate of having that you know if you're getting your first role is working in a role where you're not kind of pigeonholed you know oh, I'm doing digital marketing and that's it um, because if you can have that bird's eye view of everything that's happening then you'll have you know, a much better understanding of whether you're moving into commercial and picking out all of those op business opportunities or whether you're marketing and having that creative understanding and so on and so forth. I just think it's really important. Provides that flexibility. But when you were 16, what did you sell with your dad out of interest? I'm intrigued now even more. <laughs> well, my, my dad's kind of from an industrial side. So it was chains, chains. What? Um, that go How did, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, very, very different from where, where I am now. But um, 
yeah so he he works in kind of the industrial side so for big kind of plants or for for once actually at Orton Towers so the chains that go on um on those rides as well so you know there's <laughs> it's not not my cup of tea but um yeah it was, it was good good learning experience and um yeah he was a uh, he worked me hard <laughs> so wow what a great example so look if you can sell like chains sponsorship or any other business in sport must be a piece of cake exactly. um Exactly. Awesome. Look, Joe, I hope people are taking notes and I hope people are enjoying this conversation, particularly to any university students listening in. And I love to ask you this one now. And I know you're, you know, I like to say I'm still young in this industry. I've only got five years gig. But looking back from your sports career journey, what have you enjoyed the most so far? Yeah, I, I think obviously, you know, we we worked very hard to get iSport Learn off the ground. And it was kind of from concept to delivery of seven or eight month journey um so you know we did everything from kind of the content to actually the editing to you know everything from that side um so to see that come to fruition and we did kind of a big launch uh, when we launched in may um that was really quite satisfying to see as well kind of taking up everyone's linkedin newsfeed um i think from you know another side is you know the, you talk about flexibility of sports as well and i sport connects really great from that side and the fact that you know, we're working on so many different projects all the time that, you know, it's kind of cliche, but no two days are the same. Um, and actually, you know, understanding that there's so many different opportunities out there. And, um, you know, that well, I also think that, you know, the sports industry is really quite collaborative in that sense. So we've got to work with so many different partners, whether it's media partners or, you know, big, big organizations as well. So I think it's about, you know, a real highlight is, you know, just networking with people and, you know, building from, you know, I'm still relatively young um, and, you know, building out that network that you can then lean on later down the line and, you know, help people out as well. Um, I always think you have to give something before asking for something as well, which is really important. Um, so if you can help someone before you even need anything, then that's the best way to approach anything. As I say, and I say, Joe, add value, add value, then ask, you know, I couldn't agree more what you've just said there. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational one. Now, we've talked about like networking, sales at the end, your experience, but I think this would be a really important one because I want to hit home the message. But what three tips would you give to the listener to improve their networking skills, particularly on LinkedIn? What would they be? Yeah, so I had a good think about these ones. I, I think for, for me and where I've seen the most joy in terms of my career so far is just about learning about emerging trends. So whether that's blockchain or whether that's metaverse or whether that's esports or whether that's, you know, what's happening in sponsorship. Um, because those, those skill sets aren't developed in sports yet. So if you can really bring value to an organization by saying, you know, I really understand what's going on in esports, um, then they're, they're really going to, you know, take notice of you. Um, and that's also really, you know, somewhere that you can help to you know, develop your network from that side as well. Um, so that would be number one. Um, I think kind of it's kind of adding on to that. But number two would be just start building a network now. Um, don't wait um, because, you know, you never know what opportunities are around the corner. Um, like I said, my role with iSport Connect came from me posting on LinkedIn, essentially. Um, so you never really know what, what opportunities are out there. And I think it's just adding on to that is, you know, voice your opinions you might not feel like you've got value to add now but i think just you know critiquing what's going on in the industry will get you very far 
because people will start to notice you and you know if you can see that you're being proactive while whilst you haven't even got a role then you know that's only going to look good in your cv as well people looking out for you as well and i think the, the third and final one is just i kind of mentioned it earlier about not being too picky on the first role but i also think from a picky side actually is you should choose an environment where you know you can grow um, and take responsibility quite quickly as well because i think if you, in your development within sports business and within your career you don't want to kind of have a ceiling at an early age you really want to be able to take on as much as possible see what works see what doesn't um, and then that'll really help to like we talked about earlier figure out what you like to do what you might want to specialize in um, and where you might want to go next so i think they'd be my three Awesome, Joe. I hope people are taking notes again. And there are three great tips. There's actually four there, which is even a bonus, which is even better. <laughs> Joe, out of interest, how can people interact with you online? Yeah, so I think you, you'll have a few links that you'll share. But if anyone wants to shoot me a, a message on LinkedIn, I'm one happy to chat with anyone. We've obviously got iSport Island, iSport Connect site. So feel free to get on there, understand what's going on in the industry. And hopefully we'll get to see you all soon. Awesome. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my blog with regards to this week's podcast. Joe, it's been a joy chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Ed. Wow, what a fantastic conversation with Joe. For me, we covered quite a lot of topics in a short period of time. And for me, the biggest takeaway I've taken from Joe relating to his experience is having that bird's eye view with regards to the area of the sports industry you want to start in and then hopefully in time specialize in because when you just focus on a niche thing right from the get-go as joe said you sort of put yourself in a corner but being sort of open-minded of the different roles particularly in sport business like sports business is so broad with regards to the different departments so it's good to have that sort of bird's eye view to start with and then the second thing which I totally agreed with Joe right from the get-go from our conversation was the networking factor I really enjoyed that part of our conversation with regards to why it's so important and why it should be just treated as a conversation that leads to opportunities for both parties that's literally it and for me it's the fun element I've experienced in the sports industry too and then finally what I really enjoyed this conversation is the importance of improving our sales skills without a doubt is vital it doesn't matter what area in the sports industry you want to work in or any industry in that matter you know having the ability to understand somebody needs with regards to sales even with regards to selling yourself that's what it's all about and that's where the personal brand element is so important so i really do hope you've enjoyed this conversation and put joe's career tips into place today and make it happen with regards to your sports career development now and take action now as always at the end of each podcast episode i'd like to finish with an inspirational quote joe said when starting to build a network in the sports industry start now start conversations and start today